Hi, welcome to Stop, Start, Continue, a reconciliation of the pharmacy industry sponsored by the Medical Memory. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we look forward to providing you with quick thoughts from leaders across pharmacy to improve outcomes for patients. Uh, make sure you follow us on LinkedIn and listen to Stop, Start, Continue wherever you get your podcast uh, right now. In each episode, we're going to talk with top pharmacy thinkers and delve into what they feel needs to stop, what needs to start happening, and what needs to continue as to be best practices from their point of view. Uh, you'll hear from industry leaders from all practice sites, from retail to health systems, FQHCs to specialty pharmacy, noted regulatory experts, and patient safety advocates. We'll get their thoughts on what is driving pharmacy forward and what is holding us back from even greater heights. Uh, my name is John McMillan. For the past 20 years, I've been supporting pharmacy practice uh, for inpatient remote retail specialty pharmacies across different practice settings, health systems, FQHCs, retail independence, and specialty pharmacies. My co-host is Julie from The Medical Memory. It's a video education program that elevates the patient experience, increases uh, medication adherence, and drives better patient outcomes. Hi, joining us today uh, on our episode is Ronnie Strickland, National Director for Remote Pharmacy at Cardinal Health, and Rashna Patel, Regional Director of Pharmacy at Cardinal Health. So Ronnie, Rashna, what's what's something that, that we need to start doing here within the practice of pharmacy? You know, John, um, I, I think co the COVID vaccine has, or COVID pandemic, prove to us that remote pharmacy services is a, is a great model. Uh, sure. You know, there was a lot of resistance. Uh, folks had a lot of resistance to using a remote model, but a right. lot of people were forced to, to utilize remote pharmacy service models, you know, during the pandemic, you know, hospitals okay. that had had to utilize, you know, work from home pharmacists because they were being quarantined because they had been exposed. So it really, you know, one good thing that came out of the pandemic is that it verified and solidified the impact that remote pharmacy services can have, uh, you know, right. in a hospital setting. And it doesn't just have to be a hospital setting, even in, you know, a retail setting, in, uh, you know, an outpatient pharmacy setting, right. that type right. of place is an excellent opportunity to utilize remote. So, uh, you know, uh, as far as things that, you know, people need to start doing in pharmacy is really, you know, taking a look at that model, seeing where that model can help. Reach out to myself or Rashna and, you know, we can talk through, you know, what challenges you have and, uh, you know, how we can help you. So, yes. Rashna. Thank you. So to Ronnie's point, you know, for the longest time, remote pharmacy services has been looked at as, your typical overnight services when the right. pharmacy is closed. But yep. within the last, I would say, four to five years, we've really gotten innovative in the way we are able to service hospitals. Um, okay. We can provide daytime services working alongside the staff that's on site. This really allows, John, the on-site pharmacist to be freed up from being tied down to a queue, to going up onto the floor, doing more clinical services, interacting with patients. Um, I have an example. We have a hospital in which we're providing services during the day and it's allowing their pharmacists to go up to the floors and do discharge counseling. Oh, wow. That's reconciliation awesome. is another opportunity, right, for pharmacists right. to go and talk to patients and, and really be um, the person that can help bridge that gap between 
an ED admission to the floor. So there are different opportunities for remote to help hospitals. And, and I think we really need to look at, at those different things um, as we're talking to hospital leaders. Right, that makes a lot of sense. So really start expanding our, our thought process around how we could utilize remote pharmacy. Um, and, and there's, a, you know, most of the things can be done by remote pharmacists, except, you know, mix and, and be at the patient bedside, exactly. right? So. You, know, you might as well right. might as well expand upon that. So, you know, look as we're expanding the the uses for remote pharmacy. You know, what's Ronnie? What's a, something that we should stop thinking about or stop doing in in that world? Uh, you know, we in our world, we uh, we would we should really stop thinking of remote pharmacy services, as Ross mentioned earlier, as just mm -hmm. an overnight service. You know, right, there's, right. you know, we can work, we can work side by side, you know, uh, to Roshna's point earlier about the count, account that she has where the pharmacists are doing discharge counseling, that particular right. facility had, uh, had the maximum penalty for readmission rates. Uh, so oh, they were getting, the, I, I think, 3%. So, um, you know, yeah. of their, you know, CMS reimbursement. So what they were able to do and, uh, was to you know reduce that read, readmission rate significantly so wow. they were so successful with it you know they were they were actually expanded to uh expanded that discharge counseling service to the uh the other uh readmission penalty uh diagnosis oh, wow. so okay. significant impact on that hospital and you know the the return on that investment is you know uh, exponential on the hospital right. on, on the hospital side. So, you know, based on what what they pay for the service mm -hmm. versus how it impacted and in, increased their um, their reimbursement from CMS, you know, right. they're they're coming out way ahead. So, um, you know, we're not just you know an overnight model. We're we're right. a lot more than that. And and remote pharmacy services, you know, should not be looked at as just, you know, that overnight service when I'm closed. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think we're more of, you know, we can be a resource in so many different ways, um, mm -hmm. John, for our hospitals. And um, I think that that's where we have opportunity to, to collaborate with hospital leaders and, and really show them our value, um, but also what we can offer to their on-site staff. I mean, there's as we know it, there's a shortage, right, of pharmacists right. or technicians. And so we, as remote pharmacy service provider, can really come in and um, help bridge that gap, whether mm -hmm. it's a temporary sure. gap or if it's a, you know, a long term. There's there's definitely opportunity for us to help bridge the gap with um, with the staffing shortages that healthcare across the board is, is experiencing. Oh, absolutely. And and you mentioned this earlier, Roshna, we were talking about, you know, kind of expanding the use of this, but it all comes back to how do we increase patient education and, and making sure that the pharmacy and all the caregivers within the facility have all the information, whether it's from a med rec admissions, taking that patient from the ED to the inpatient, and then frankly, a discharging, right? So as we increase this, and Ron, that you talk about that CMS, if you bring that 3% down to 2%, that's a yeah. lot of money and even further if you go down to 1%. Yeah. So it really yep. is, you know, as you increase your patient education, you know, you increase mm. your patient adherence and that really decreases the readmission rate. Also helps with your HCAP scores, right? If I've got access to a pharmacist mm. 
as a patient at the bedside that I understand what my therapy is from the medication side and what I should be doing once I get discharged. So really a lot of, I see a lot of value in, in bringing in that remote uh, access to the pharmacy for sure. Absolutely. So, so we, we talk Absolutely. about, you know, starting it by expanding the the areas we cover you know stopping looking at just staffing but looking at it as as a really a strategic uh addition to your your pharmacy team you know what's what do we need to continue doing you know what's what's what do you think ronnie is is one of the most important things we need to continue uh as we take care of our patients well you know an old term that's been thrown around a, a long time is pharmacy as a strategic asset um, right and there's you know I think there's been some movement to, you know, throughout the industry, throughout hospital leadership to look at pharmacy as a strategic asset. And, right. you know, we, we need to continue to do that. We need to continue to expand and look at ways that pharmacy can uh, can impact, you know, right. the, the service levels, the patient satisfaction levels, as you said. You know, I mean, it, it was back when we started the what we were to the the service that we were talking about earlier you know mm -hmm. it was it was probably a novel idea uh, right. but yeah. you know, we, we really need to continue to you know innovate and look at right. the ways that pharmacy can be a strategic asset for a hospital so that for you know hospitals can utilize can see the value of utilizing remote pharmacy services to help you know, leverage their own site pharmacist for more right. impact on on the clinical satisfaction uh, and, you know, clin and patient satisfaction levels. Right, right. Absolutely. And, it, you know, a lot of times, Rasha, you see, and, and Ronnie's right, don't, people don't see it always as a strategic asset. They see, especially an inpatient pharmacy, it's a cost center, right? Yeah. You know, an out, outpatient of a retail can be a profit center. But looking at them in total, you really can see them, you know, as a strategic asset. So, you know, kind of building on that, you know, Rasha, what, what do you think we need to continue doing in the practice of, of pharmacy? Yeah, I think in order for us to show that pharmacy is a strategic asset, we've got to continue to collaborate with hospital mm -hmm. leadership, right? This yeah, is sure. bringing them to the conversation, showing our value as, mm -hmm. as pharmacists alone um, and what we can do for patients uh, and for nurses too. I think hospital leadership has to be able to see again, that, that pharmacy is a strategic asset and, and having them at the table and in those involved in those conversations right. and continued collaboration with them is the way that I think we're going to turn this around to be able to show the value that we can bring. Right. No, absolutely. And, and there's a lot of value that, that you know, we touched the, the patient in so many different ways, as we talked about from admission onto, you know, within the, the inpatient stay and even post-discharge, you know, through our you know, medication adherence and, and programs to ensure that they understand what they're taking. So, you know, Ronnie, Rashna, I really appreciate the time today. I know that you guys have, you know, the patient safety at the forefront of, of everything that you do at Cardinal. So, you know, appreciate it and, and have a great day, y'all. Thank you so much, John. Thanks, John.